and welcome to Health Affairs This Week, where we talk about the latest health policy news that caught our attention. I'm Jessica Bylander. And I'm Chris Fleming. So today we're talking about an anticipated announcement from the Biden White House, which is who is going to be the permanent head of the Food and Drug Administration. Unlike many jobs at FDA, which don't change from administration to administration, the FDA commissioner is appointed by the president and has to be confirmed by the Senate. So President Biden has yet to formally announce his pick for FDA commissioner, but sources are saying he is zeroing in on Robert Califf as his choice to head the agency. And so we'll talk more about him in a second. But first, Chris, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. It's now October and Biden has been in office since January when he did name longtime FDA staffer Janet Woodcock as the acting head of FDA. But it's now been several months, and and we'll talk about her more in a second, too. And while it's not abnormal for it to take some months to get a new commissioner in place, especially with the need for Senate confirmation, it turns out Biden is cutting it especially close. Yeah, I've heard that as well, Jess, and and that we're approaching a deadline. Can you explain why that deadline is and where it comes from, or what the deadline is and where it comes from? Yeah, uh, I wasn't aware of this Previously, but according to something called the Federal Vacancies Reform Act, a person can only be acting in a Senate confirmable role for about seven months. Um, And this act has actually come into play a couple other times with acting FDA commissioners. So Woodcock's position will expire on November 15th, and Biden either has to nominate her as the permanent commissioner at that point or name someone else. Um, So folks have kind of criticized him for taking so long to give the agency a permanent, stable leadership during what is obviously an important time for FDA um, with COVID-19 vaccines going through the regulatory process and a lot of other matters going on. In fact, six former FDA commissioners, including Caleb, wrote a letter to the White House in March asking them to make this a top priority. So Chris, can you tell us more about Caleb and Woodcock and what Biden might be thinking there? Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, uh, the FDA commissioner, uh, even in the best of times, uh, is an important position. Uh, has a we'll talk a little more. Has a, a lot of responsibilities. Uh, as we all know all too well, we're not in the best of times. Uh, we're still uh, in the fighting the the COVID pandemic. So uh, the FDA commissioner is especially important. Uh, there's a lot of decisions to be made about uh, vaccines uh, for children, uh, booster shots. Uh, there are decisions. Merck has the, a new antiviral drug. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, it's been a tough time for the agency. There's been a lot of burnout. Uh, they've, you know, uh, just had a couple of uh, senior folks in the vaccine division resign. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, you know, people are concerned that we've gone this long uh, without someone, you know, there's an acting p- person, uh, Janet Woodcock, as you mentioned, uh, but we don't have a permanent leader and uh, we don't have the sort of authority to to set priorities uh, and, you know, to generally exercise leadership that comes uh, from being having permanent status and being confirmed. Uh, so uh, the situation right now uh, is that Janet Woodcock, who was the longtime head of the Center for Drug Evaluation and Research at the agency, has been in the acting uh, role as commissioner since the uh, 
the end of the Trump administration uh, when Stephen Hahn, who was Trump's last commissioner, stepped down. Um, you know, so Califf, uh, you know, has had some of the same criticisms that have been labeled or leveled at uh, uh, Janet Woodcock have also uh, been uh, directed at him as being too close to the agency. He ran a, a center for a long time at Duke, uh, that uh, clinical research center that relied a lot on uh, pharmaceutical research funding. Uh, he uh, has written, you know, and written with uh, articles with some pharmaceutical uh, executives, uh, done some consulting work. Uh, but, uh, you know, on the other hand, he's also gotten some high uh, profile support. Uh, people like Mark McClellan, Eric Topol. Uh, he does have an interesting advantage. And, in, you know, because he was at Duke, uh, he has some longstanding connections with North Carolina. And uh, uh, Senator Burr is the ranking member on the Senate Health Committee, uh, Health Education, Labor and Pensions Committee, that will actually be the one that will uh, consider the nomination uh, for the new FDA commissioner. Uh, and finally, it's you know important to note that he was uh, confirmed uh, once before, uh, and I think he got like 89 votes. So that's, uh, uh, you know, the, I think the administration is thinking, well, uh, you know, even if they lose some Republic, some Democrats, excuse me, uh, Manchin also opposed Califf, uh, Bernie Sanders did, uh, they'll pick up enough Republicans uh, that he'll be a a safer bet than uh, Janet Woodcock would be uh, for approval. But um, let me ask you, Jess, we talked a little bit about the importance of this position, uh, but, you know, just so readers or so listeners will understand, you know, why there's this concern about the delay in nominating someone, you know, can you talk a little bit about what it is exactly that the FDA commissioner does? Sure. So people often think of FDA and its role of approving new drugs and medical devices, but it does a ton of other things. So yes, it reviews new drugs for people and animals, biological products, including vaccines um, and medical devices, and it determines whether those are safe and effective and can be um, put onto market. It also, though, regulates cosmetics, dietary supplements, radiation products like microwaves and sun lamps, and tobacco products, including e-cigarettes, which is kind of a new responsibility and increasingly um, important responsibility with the kind of vaping epidemic and everything going on there. Um, and it also, in fact, oversees a lot of the U.S. food supply. It's actually estimated that FDA regulates a trillion dollars worth of products every year. In addition to being a watchdog over all these industries, which includes sanctioning companies or recalling or withdrawing products from the market when there are issues... FDA is also supposed to encourage innovation and help get more products onto the market faster. Um, and so those are kind of these dual roles where questions arise about how well FDA can be a watchdog for these industries when its work is also partly funded by fees paid by drug and device makers, for instance, to get products onto the market faster. So it's pretty complicated role where, where, where it kind of wears a lot of hats. Um, Anyway, the FDA commissioner oversees this really broad portfolio. And as you mentioned, as acting commissioner, Janet Woodcock has been doing all that. Um, but the conventional thinking is that you really need a permanent person in this role who can set the tone from the top and have more clout in making decisions and appointing staff and who really importantly is held accountable for any decision they make during their tenure. Yeah, Jess, it's 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 interesting when you know you you talk about the political pressures and the accountability. 
you know, one of the objections uh, that uh, people have had to during Woodcock's tenure has been that she was very quick to uh, perceive to be too quick to sign on to the administration's plan uh, that they recently put out to try to uh, get everybody uh, to get booster shots, even those who'd been fully vaccinated on the theory that a third shot would increase protection. Uh, you know, a lot of folk, a lot of observers felt like the agency's scientists hadn't really had a chance to vet that yet. Uh, and, you know, the sort of it felt like maybe that she and some of the other uh, officials uh, were getting on board uh, with the administration's position in a way that maybe was a little reminiscent to some, at least, uh, of the way that the Trump administration had, had been perceived to be pressuring the FDA, for instance, to quickly approve vaccines. Yeah, there's a sense that even though it is a political position, the commissioner needs to be somebody who can stand up for science, as the former commissioners wrote in their March letter, and keep the agency independent from those outside pressures. Um, in fact, Califf and some other FDA commissioners wrote a piece for health affairs back in 2019, arguing that maybe FDA should be an independent federal agency outside of HHS to help it maintain that kind of science backing and also react more quickly to changing science. Um, but the leader in that case would still be a political appointee. Um, so yeah, so Chris, there's deadlines looming. The announcement hopefully coming soon and then um, and then the Senate confirmation process ahead of us. So I guess that's a good place to wrap up. Uh, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye out and, uh, you know, Senate confirmation, what could go wrong? Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, thanks to our listeners. Well, thanks to you, Jess, and thanks to our listeners. And I uh, would remind folks, if you uh, are interested in these topics and the other topics we've covered each week, uh, remember to to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Uh, and we will see you next week. Bye.